scheduled news at 10 p.m. over WOR, Radio 710, the talk of New York. And here's Gene Shepard. You think you got a bad? I had this friend lived out in Colorado, and he was a country western singer. And uh, he wrote this song called uh, "My Life Ain't Worth a Damn." And I, I asked him, I said, "Well, Claude, how come you wrote a song called My Life Ain't Worth a Damn?" He swore, "Stupid! Why you ask a question like that? Because it's true." And I said, "No kidding." Is that true, Claude? He says, you damn right my life ain't worth a damn in B-flat. And he sang it and put in all the jukeboxes. So you just see, friends, life can be tough. I mean, everywhere you go, it ain't, ain't, no, it ain't no easy hoe to row, is it? I guess the other way around, right? Is it is it the row you hoe or is it a hoe you row? I don't know. But it ain't easy. It just ain't easy, I'll tell you. No, no, no. Bring it up big, big. You know, just a couple of days now, it's going to be Labor Day, and the summer's all over again, and you didn't get to the beach, nothing happened. You just sort of fooled around and hung around in the parking lot there at McDonald's, and that's all you did all summer, my God almighty. Tell you, my friends and neighbors, this cousin Gene here, you keep them cards and letters coming in. Brought to you every night by Purina Chick Chow and Purina Special Laying Mash. You got yourself a set of pullets out there late and laying right where you just get in one of the great big bags of the checkerboard cover all over the front of it. It says Purina Special Chick Chow with vitamins A, B, C, D, and E prime, and that's the one that does it. Makes them little old mothers lay, and I want to hear it. Let's hear it. Come on, sing it out there. Let's go. Cousin Gene coming your way. Play them songs. Keep them letters and the carriage written here, and we'd like to dedicate this song to, uh, let's see, Elvira May writes in here from Staten Island. Says, I'm having a birthday party, and I'm pregnant at the same time. I don't know what to do. Well, we'd like to dedicate this to the out there, and you're going to be busier than a one-legged paper hanger. Just hopping up and down that train again. Ba doo 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 doo
Yeah. <laughs> hold it there, hold it there, hold it there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is a serious radio station. Okay. Mess around like that. Just have to ask your indulgence here. After all, it's the last days of summer, and like the rose quietly fading away in that tea vase over there, it ain't coming back. Just before, you, you realize that? I mean, it, it's just terrible. The summer of 74 is almost over. In 10 years, some, some loud head will make a movie called The Summer of 74. And, uh, <laughs> and all of us will sit around and say, oh, weren't them the good old days. They don't have impeachment hearings like they used to have back in them days. Oh, them were the good old days. Me and Daisy May sat down there in that booth, and we used to think that, that Coca-Cola was the only drink you could buy, but we didn't know about them things like 7-Up in them days. Have you seen that commercial, huh? Of course, we could have got it, but back in them days, well, uh, back in them days, they used to play all them good Gramercy Park commercials, ad infinitum, ad nauseum. When the landlord said, move out, the oh, building's boy. coming down, Gramercy Park went into shock. We called a meeting and the Brain Trust advised, run a removal sale. Everybody loves a removal sale. <laughs> oh, wow. But you know what happens when you move. There's so much to do, you can't oh, do everything. Yeah, it just ain't Yet easy. somehow the day comes and goes and there you are. There you are, sitting And the day the came and went and here we are. Gramercy Park oh. wants to sell a lot of men's clothing in a hurry. Just strap The best way to tape. sell a lot of clothing in a hurry is price. If you want a new suit or a sport coat or some slacks... Go to 61 West 23rd Street. Just go through the big iron gate. Gramercy Park will sell you beautiful clothes at prices that would make Scrooge look like a big-time spender. <laughs> There's no obligation, and credit cards are okay. Spender, yeah. Gramercy Park Clothes is open to 7, Saturday to 6, and on Sunday from 10 to 5. The address is 61 West 23rd Street, New York. <laughs> You've never... You'd never mistake that accent for, say, Cleveland. <laughs> He's very sincere. Very sincere. Gramercy Park will be open tomorrow. That's the tank. Oh, I'm just... You know, it's a rotten I am. Just a rotten person. No, I shouldn't have done that. That was just bad. I should treat things with the proper dignity to which they should be given their proper dignity treatment of. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a little confused syntax there. But the uh, syntax has always been confused. So that's, what, that's the only re reason you have syntax is to confuse it. You know, speaking of confused syntax, I, uh, I, you know, I'm very pleased today to note that country music is coming on strong. And how many people who don't know that you know what from a banjo and uh, you know what it is that they don't know what from a banjo, you know? are suddenly, all of a sudden, coming on like, you know, that big country music. You're listening to a guy who got his start in show business, seriously, with a group called the Colorado Cowhands, a guy named Chuck Acre. I played the bass and I sang with that group. And I could tell you stories about country music that would just curl your little old Merle Haggard ears, I'll tell you that. I want to tell you, and, and uh, I got so that I honestly, I earned my way, so that yeah, I seriously earned my honest hatred for country music. You have to work in it to hate it. It's just like anything else. It's like uh, if you want to learn to hate a restaurant, get a job in that restaurant. 
and you just learn to hate the sight of that place, and you can't stand anything about their food. You know, it just it's just that way. You know, that's the way life is. If you if you if, let's say for example, if you have problems, if you can't lay off candy bars, you know, you get a job in a candy store. A couple of weeks after that, you just can't stand the sight of anybody eating chocolate. Ugh, you know, uggish. Oh, wow, we. Well, I, I honestly earned my hatred of country music working in the field. And we used to work at such places as uh, Smokey Joe's Riptide. And I'll tell you about Smokey Joe's Riptide. Smokey Joe's Riptide was the kind of place that had more people in it at 3 o'clock in the morning than it had, say, at 9 o'clock at night. Now, that's, that's a bad news place, for starters. It's the kind of place that guys go to when all the other places is closed. And there I was back at the bar up there playing my bass with uh, Chuck Acre and the Colorado Cowhands. And, uh, yeah, and I wore a cowboy suit. Oh, I looked great in a cowboy suit. He did. And I had this big black cowboy hat. And um, and I, I remember one night, you know, if you want to if you want to talk about country music, you want to talk about country music. Let me tell you, I remember we had one guy one time, uh, Chuck, who was a big sort of a rangy guy, and uh, he was from Colorado. Actually, he was from East Colorado, Illinois. And uh, Chuck Chuck Acre, we was the Colorado Cowhands, and uh, Chuck Chuck <laughs> Chuck played the guitar, and. Uh, he used to sing occasionally, but his job really was was being the manager and the leader of the band and making the money. Uh, all the rest of us just worked for Chuck, see. So, and uh, yeah, he'd give us discounts on our checkered shirts. And he had one rule. He says, if you guys are going to smoke, you got to smoke Bull Durham. Remember, this is Chuck Acre's Colorado Cowhands, and I don't want none of you guys walking around smoking them fancy English cigarettes. So you got to smoke Bull Durham. Now, I don't know whether you've ever tried to roll Bull Durham and play a bass at the same time and sing to Wabash Cannonball all at the same This is what, and, and at the same time drink cheap bourbon. So one night, <laughs> one night Chuck said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I might as well tell you this. What the hell? You've got nowhere to go. Chuck, uh, Chuck brought in this, uh, this, this fiddle player. Now, there's some great fiddle players. I don't know whether you know anything about country fiddle, but there's some really great fiddle players. And, uh, the professionals are, are really something else again. And they're legendary. I mean, they're known throughout the business. And so uh, one night he says uh, he had this uh, fiddle player named Little Jimmy. And, uh, yeah, Little Jimmy. And, and you ever heard of him? You, you, well, if you were, uh, you got me worried there for a minute because only people in the industry would know about Little Jimmy. And, and uh, Little Jimmy, a little tiny guy, he was really little. See, so he's called Little Jimmy. He was about 5 feet 1, weighed about 85 pounds. And he was a true... Uh, a true hill product, a true a true hillbilly, to use the expression, and uh, he was from someplace like uh, Corbin County, Kentucky, and uh, little Jimmy was the most fantastic expert, long distance accurate spitter I ever saw, and he'd be up on a stand there, and he'd say to me once in a while, Mike, you know, you you, you have to admire true talent, and that uh, little Jimmy have his fiddle there, see, and he's fiddling away there playing things like. Uh, Oh, you know, great stuff like uh, Napoleon's Retreat, Bonaparte's Retreat. You ever heard Bonaparte's Retreat? You don't know Bonaparte's Retreat? That's a classic. Orange Blossom Special, you know that one? Well, Bonaparte's Retreat uh, is uh, is like the, uh, well, that's like, uh, that's like Beethoven, number one piano concerto, sonata, 
uh, among the among the uh, you know among the cognoscenti of the of the Western country music. And so little little Jimmy, he could play the Bonaparte's retreat and and have a chew of red man in his uh, in his mouth at the same time, chewing away there. And when he chew, of course, it just so happened that the cheek that he lay on the fiddle was the cheek that he had the chew in. So he would chew a long way, and with the beat, it was fantastic. You'd see that old fiddle going up and down like that, and and uh, little Jimmy, little Jimmy. I never saw a man drunker in my life. Little Jimmy was was drunk. He was drunk. He was born drunk. You know, they said that that Jimmy was an eerie thing about Jimmy. I asked Chuck one time. I says, you know, when did he start drinking? Because little Jimmy at that time was about 24 years old, and little Jimmy was so far gone in drink, it was something else. And I said, when did he start? He says, well, you know, there's a rumor around Corbin County that he was born drunk, and that's a true drunkard. I mean, you know, he, he it's you know, there's a very difference between there's a difference between a hereditary drunk and one that's merely baptized into the faith later, the convert. Although often the converts become worse than the than the true uh, the true believers. You agree? It's like a Catholic. Guy takes up Catholicism at the age of 40. He becomes a, you know, he goes ape. He winds up going to a seminary and taking the vows. This is W.O.R. New York. I'll tell you, my God, I'm allowed to take the vow here before we're off. So anyway, little Jimmy was such a drunk. I, I remember one night. Now, you're gonna, you're gonna, not going to believe this. We did this radio show one time. And there was a big crowd of people, I see. They all come to see Chuck Aikring as Cowhead or Cowhands. And we're all sitting up on the stage. You know, we got this little wooden platform there. And I'm dressed in my cowboy suit, and I'm playing the bass, and I'm singing the Wabash Cannonball and all that stuff. And you ought to hear me sing it. I can do it real good. You know, I, I haven't used my accent for a long time, but you notice I'm slipping into it now. I can say, yeah, brought to you by Purine Chick Chow uh, in the checkered bag. And uh, if you've got special bad laying problems out there, it's Purina Chick Chow Special Laying Mash, which you can find down at the general store. And it comes in the big checkerboard box and you can buy it in a big checkerboard bag and you can buy it 10, 20, 40, and 50 pound bags. And if you are not satisfied, you just send the coupon back and they will refund double your money back and they'll also come and take your chickens off your hand. And uh, we, uh, yes, it's good stuff, friends. My, a lot of my friends eat Purina Chick Chow themselves for breakfast. You put a little milk and cream on it, you can't tell it from Rice Krispies. But uh, nevertheless, uh, <laughs> You like my commercials? <laughs> well, Jimmy, we could always tell when Jimmy was really, had a real snoothful. And the only thing that Jimmy ever ever drank was smoke. Now, I don't know whether you know what smoke is. You ever heard of smoke? You know what smoke is? Well, smoke is what you call corn. It's never called that in the hills. No, it's called smoke. Smoke is, is, uh, is corn liquor. Now, the reason they call it smoke is the real good quality... Uh, corn liquor has a curious smoky silver color to it. It is not white like uh, like water. It has a smoky quality. And so little Jimmy drink this smoke, and he drank it out of a ball can jar. You know the kind with the with the little rubber uh, uh, little rubber washer there. That you can the peas in and all that. And he'd drink it right out of that jar. He'd carry it in his fiddle case, and uh, and he'd just drink it. Jimmy. He liked it warm. And he'd warm it up between his hands. He'd just warm it up like that, and he'd say nothing like a little warm smoke. And uh, he'd drink up that smoke. And you know what would happen with him? That the, the, the drunker he got, the faster he played the fiddle. We had a hell of a time some nights, on Saturday especially, keeping up with little Jimmy. He'd, he'd start playing that fiddle, he'd just go ape, you know. And the next thing you know, there's nothing. He's got more of a beat, couldn't believe it. And we're try I'm trying to play the bass behind him while he's playing... He's playing, 
<laughs> he's playing uh, Bonaparte's Retreat, and I'm I'm just giving. Well, I'll tell you, you, you get in there. I'll, uh, no, wait, uh, before you on that same disc in there, you'll find one of the great classics. No, 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 the same disc. The same disc that I gave you with the, with the yakety sax, the same disc. No, no, I don't want you to play that one. On the same disc, you look in there and you see the Battle of New Orleans. See it there? That's a classic fiddle tune played this time by uh, Boots Randolph. You want to hear a classic uh, country western tune? Okay, you want to hear this? The Battle of New Orleans. Let's hear it. Oh, they love this. He starts fiddling away, see? Here, oh, I'll show you when the fiddle part comes in. See, I'm playing the bass all the while behind you. See, here we go. I'll play the bass part for Now, you never thought that was country western, did you? That's the real thing, friends. And, uh, and if there ever was an anthem, uh, of course, the anthem would have to be, if there ever was a true country western anthem, it would have to be the steel guitar blues. Have you ever heard it? Chuck Atkins, yeah, yeah, Chet Atkins playing the steel guitar blues. Now, now I want to just tell you about. You want to hear a little more about little Jimmy? Well, one night little Jimmy really had himself one. There's, you know, he would go up and down like a true drunk. Uh, he could always operate. He could always function at what he had to do. I never saw uh, him at any point where he could not play the fiddle, and always unbelievably great. But the reason that little Jimmy traveled from band to band. Because little Jimmy had one failing, and it was a—I might add—it was a—it was a fatal failing for a fiddle player who played in in uh, country western bands, playing state fairs and stuff like that. That uh, he had rubber legs. When little Jimmy would get a real snootful, all of a sudden his legs would turn to spaghetti, and he'd keep falling down. And you know it's kind of embarrassing to have little Jimmy falling down right there in the middle of Bonaparte's retreat and playing while he's falling. That's what he'd do, you know. He didn't stop playing. He'd fall down and lay, uh, just lay flat and continue to play. Little Jimmy never stopped. And so, so Chuck come over to me one night, Chuck Acres, and he says, "Now listen, we got this radio show, and they're going to come and pick up what they call one of them remotes, and uh, they're going to pick us up." And they're going to come down here and they're going to pick us up at midnight. Exactly. We go on there at midnight and the announcer's going to be here. And he says, now one thing I want you, I want you and Lou to do this. Now Lou, by the way, played the guitar too. He says, now I want you and Lou, the minute that little Jimmy starts to slip, I want you guys to drop your instruments right now and I want you to get back. You drop that box now. And Lou, you, you, you drop that fiddle. And he says, I want you to get back and I want you to hold little Jimmy up. Well... <laughs> And the crowd is cheering. They loved it, see? So little Jimmy, sure enough, we're, we're just going about five. And, and our theme, incidentally, was the steel guitar blues. And we come out, you can see we're a very creative group. We come out with the steel guitar blues. And, and I used to open it up by saying this, Wahoo! That was what I'd do. Uh, everybody loved that because I could do it so good. And, 
Yeah, I'd do this, and, and, and then I would say something like this. Uh, I'd come on, I'd say, Chuck Eckery and the Colorado Cowhands, you're on the air. Brought to you by Purina Chick Chow. And now here's your announcer. And at that point, the announcer would come in, and we had this 250-watt announcer who wore ascots. He's a very elegant. Oh, yes. The lower down the scale you go in radio and television, the more elegantly the guys dress. Uh, it's the Ted Knight syndrome. Have you ever watched uh, you know, and so this guy, this guy would come to to uh, to Smokey Joe's uh, Riptide, which, by the way, if you had a new set of overalls, you would think twice about wearing the Smokey Joe's because you'd be dressed up. Uh, <laughs> a tough joint. So here this guy comes. He's got his ascot, and he's got he's got the, a, a checkered a jacket on. And incidentally, you can always tell a real hard carrier. A real hard carrier never calls a jacket a jacket. It's always a sport jacket. He never refers to what he's wearing as a jacket. It's called a sport coat. It's always a, you, you, this is a, uh, so anyway, here he is. He's, he's got his, uh, his uh, ear. He holds his ear when he talks. Typical 250 watt announcer. And so he says, and now direct from Smokey Joe's lounge off a of fashionable state line road, we bring you the Colorado Cowhands and Chuck Acre. And of course, Chuck. Uh, this is this is considered big time. See, so Chuck's Chuck's uh, he's playing away there, and we're singing a holler, woohoo, and the crowd is yelling. See, and and I was like the, the, the you might say the MC. See, the announcer would come in and do the announcement. So at that point, Chuck gives me a nod, and I'd say, uh, "Fella, uh, how are how you out there, cousins? This is uh, this old cousin Gene coming at you tonight, uh, coming at you from the Riptide." And we got the whole gang there. Why don't you come down and, and uh, lift a few with us before the night is out? We're going to be down here and all them fine drinks that you've been waiting and just aching for uh, are down here. And Smokey Joe wants to welcome all of you. And uh, every night, as you know, we are brought to you by Purina Chick Chow. And I want to tell you this, folks. I want you to keep them letters and them cards are coming. I want you to keep them coming in there. And all the while, of course, the, the, uh, we had a fiddle version of the Yakety Sax. You got it set up in there? And that would be the, the cue for my first commercial, see. And I'd say, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I just want to tell you a little bit about Purina Chick Chow. And Purina Chick Chow comes in that wonderful checkered box, and that you get it in the box, you can buy it in a checkered bag. Purina Chick Chow, Purina, special laying hash. And I'd look out of the corner of my eye, and I see, I see little Jimmy's up there right by the other microphone. He's sawing away, and he's playing this thing, and he's beginning to slip down the mic stand. He's, he's already, he's conked out, he's slipping. So in the middle of the commercial, I turn right over, and I grab him by the, by the right arm. I just hold him up, see? And I'm saying, folks, look what Purina Chick Chow does for all that folks out there that are using Purina Special Laying Mash. And I'm holding up little Jimmy, and Lou is holding up the other side. And he's filling away into the microphone. All the while, I'm doing a commercial for Purina Chick Chow. Then when I finish, I say, Purina Chick Chow, folks. For a contented laying hen. When you hear them hens just a-plucking and a-clucking away out there in the pine yard with a contented sound, you know they is eating Purina Special Laying Mash. And they're laying them big square eggs. <laughs> Point, little Jimmy start playing like hell. He knew that was his cue to go into the second chorus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all right. You don't worry about gain on a country western show. My God, we didn't even worry about any of that stuff. We didn't have any of them meters, nothing like that. We just used the telephone to holler into it. 
tell. Yeah. <laughs> Why does that? The crowd is going ape. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you don't want to hear any more about that, do you? We had what we called a, a per-inquiry commercials. Now, you know what per-inquiry, that meant nobody got paid at the station. Uh, per-inquiry station, uh, station commercials where the station would collect per-inquiry. Now, that meant we were direct selling on the air. That meant that uh, they took 50% of whatever they got in. You know, these commercials then said, send no money, send your name and address right now, include a money order for three ninety five, and you will get that guaranteed, absolutely satisfaction guaranteed, genuine simulated letter Roy A. Cuff wallet. Which has the tides, it has the phases of the moon in there. You never know when you might want the phase of the moon and the tide, and it has a genuine simulated autograph of Roy A. Cuff himself right there in the front. And uh, I used to sell it. Now, one of the things I used to sell, I said, folks, do you envy those neighbors and friends of yours that seem to be able to save money to buy themselves new cars and drive around with blondes and take all them vacations down in Miami Beach and all them places, and all you do is keep scratching? Well, you know why this is? They've discovered the secret of saving. They've discovered how to save money. And I'll tell you this, I'll guarantee you that at least three out of every five of them friends of yours that got money to burn have got themselves a genuine Roy A. Cuff jukebox bank. That's the way they save every time you put a quarter or a nickel or a dime in your Roy A. Cuff bank. This little old jukebox lights up like a real one and plays you a tune that makes saving money fun. You'll save three, four dollars a day just putting quarters into your little old jukebox and listening to Roy A. Cuff saving money for you. Now, you can have a genuine Roy A. Cuff, uh, and it's, in, by the way, includes the battery, a genuine Roy A. Cuff jukebox bank for just three ninety five. Send three ninety five with your name and address to this station, satisfaction guaranteed within 10 days or your money back. And now let's hear the little Jimmy again. Jimmy, let's hear that fiddle. Just go there. boy, Jimmy. Get that Roy A. Cuff bank going there. Let's hear it. I'm quarters and nickels and dimes, and you'll be rich like everybody else. And by the way, that reminds me, we'd like to talk to you about your seat covers. If you envy those neighbors and friends of yours that have those beautiful Tartan plaid seat covers and their cars look like new cars even if they're 20 years old, while the Tennessee Tartan Seat Cover Company of America now makes available for only $3.95 seat covers which will fit any make of car, any brand of car, three-door, four-door, two-door, five-door car. It'll fit any car. Beautiful seat covers, and they are waterproof, and they are burn-proof, and they are booze-proof. So you get your seat covers right now as you send $3.95 to seat covers and care of this station. And you'll be satisfied or your money back within 10 days. Which, by the way, reminds me that for those of you folks out there that are religiously inclined, I would like to suggest that you order one of our wonderful Last Supper tablecloths. These are genuine tablecloths that have the beautiful picture of our Lord and Savior and the entire group at the Last Supper all sitting there breaking bread. And every night you'll be breaking bread with our Lord at the Last Supper. Send your name and address to J.C. in care of this station. For just $3.95, you'll have this beautiful Last Supper tablecloth that'll accompany here all those wonderful seat covers and all that stuff you're going to have in your house there. $3.95 to J.C. in care of this station. Your money back if you are not satisfied with it. In 10 days. Now let's hear it, Lady Jimmy. Come on. I want you to fiddle the hell out of that thing. Come on, boy. Stand up and play. Yeah. By the way, folks, that reminds me, as you know, every night our show comes to you from Smokey Joe's Riptide. Those of you driving around out there just cruising and like to pick up yourself a 
Maybe a little finger bourbon or two. We'll be here serving drinks till 3 o'clock this morning, playing and singing. And uh, <laughs> you didn't know I could do that, did you, Mike? Let Patsy McCann try that. Well, uh, how about hitting the button over there, please? His daddy played cornet and his mama played honky-tonk piano. He was born on a bus traveling to a one-night stand in Joplin. He picked up a guitar when he was seven and he's never put it down. And for the last 30 years, he's plied his trade, playing blues and rock and country, making some of the sweetest music you'll ever hear. He works when most people relax in a thousand nameless saloons that dot the land. So when he relaxes, he gets real loose. Heads for some old sidemen and the best-tasting beer he can find. If you've got the time, we've got the beer, Miller beer. Miller tastes too good to hurry through. That's what Miller time is all about. Taking time to appreciate the difference between a good beer and a great beer. Miller High Life, America's quality beer since 1855. Yeah, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our air shipping service is better. Our service is better. Ours goes anywhere. To bring sanity to the clutter of air shipping claims, here's a message from Tom Cole, president of REA Air Express, to clear the air once and for all. Look, every air shipping service claims it's faster, bigger, or whatever. I say put up or shut up. Last year, REA Air Express handled a million shipments more than Emory, Airborne, and Shulman combined. Only Air Express offers priority boarding of your shipments on the first flight out. And only Air Express gives door-to-door -door service to 450 airport cities and 22,000 communities under the control of one carrier, one management. Insist on the original Air Express, REA Air Express. It's the service with the differences that you, the shipper, demand. So prove it yourself, like six and a half million shippers did last year. Just look us up in the wider yellow pages and call for a fast pickup. But whatever you do, don't be fooled by imitators. Things are confused enough. Hi, Marty Glickman here, reminding you my play-by-play -play of the Jets-Saints game this Saturday night over WOR Radio is brought to you in part by your local Chevron dealers. And a boy, and a boy, Marty. Marty, he, he really does talk like that. Yeah, you meet Marty in the hall, you know, and he hollers like, Hey, hello, how are you? And, uh, you know, it's, you feel like you're going around end, you know, for a three-yard gain. But uh, while we're on the uh, subject of gains here, you, you want to hear a little more about my uh, country western? Oh, listen, I'll tell you. Uh, one thing about that country western music, it, it lays it down the way it is. You ain't heard the real stuff. You know, most people here that are listening to this commercial stuff locally here in town that uh, the real country western music just, just sings about the way that the, the life is. In fact, I, I'm not kidding you about this friend of mine that wrote this song called My Life Ain't Worth a Dime. <laughs> and he was. So uh, would you uh, just, uh, uh, please, uh, here's, a, here's a typical kind of song. Said, oh, God, I could just hear them, them singing dobros. Now, come on, I say, folks, it's time during the show we got to get a little serious now. Ever got to sing about love and truth I and beauty and all them things. Pretty soon it's going to be hymn time, folks. And last night, going to be hymn time. We're all going to gather around the old melodeon singing hymn with, with uh, Johnny Cash and the Johnny Cash hymn singers at the Jerry Lee Lewis Gospel Hour. And while, while we're sitting around there, I'd like to, like to play a little tune for you written by a friend of mine. 
It's been going. He don't talk much about it. He just sings. You done tore my heaven to hell. Damn you, you done it again. Cause last night, my angel, my angel, and I know him too well. Just last night, just last night, you tore my heaven all to hell. You just did it. Just sitting down there and. The Riptide Cafe, and you just looked across from me and said, you know, I'm sleeping with that TV repairman now. And you tore my heaven to hell. So we've got to think of our misfortunes of our fellow human beings. You changed, girl, cause you've been all I've had. And it tore the heart apart in me to see you turn out bad. And when you disgraced our children, that's when you went too long. You've been going, 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 now you're gone. Okay, hang in there. Oh, I could tell you stories about country western music just wouldn't stop. You like those commercials? Those are all actual commercials it did at one time. Now, you want to hear another one? Well, bring me on the yakety sax. I used to always do that over an instrumental, you know, when little Jimmy's playing, I'd say, folks, folks, wouldn't you like to have a wonderful blooming peach garden in the back there, a peach orchard just growing out there in your backyard? The Tennessee Coal Peach Tree Company makes available for only one... 100 peach trees for only $3.95, no seconds, no calls included. Every one guaranteed to grow. You just plant them little trees out there in the backyard and you're going to have peaches just a plucking away there. By next fall, at the same time, you'll be canning more peaches than you ever believed you could ever see in one lifetime. The Tennessee No-Call Peach Company sends you 100 peach trees for only $3.95 plus the cost of mailing and handling. And by the way, when you're sending off to the Tennessee Peach Tree Company, uh, just uh, include another $3.95 for 100 wonderful little chicks. The Tennessee Chick Company sends you with no calls, all guaranteed live and just chucking away and plucking away. And little old chickens be running around under your peach trees. And at the same time out in your garage, you'll have yourself one of them wonderful sets of Tennessee tartan plaid seat covers on that automobile here. Yes, sir. First 20 people that send in their $3.95 will read a set of, of uh, well, we, do, we don't like to send them out to everybody, but these are a set of the Ten Commandments. Now, you never heard of the Ten Commandments. You heard only seven, you heard only 12, you heard of five. Well, the Ten Commandment ball pens, each one of them pens is in a different color and each contains the Blessed Lord's Commandment for that day of the week. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. Miss all on those ballpoint pens for the first 20 people. Brought to you by the Southern Farmer. Andy Hints and Kinks. Playing all them tunes you've been writing in and asking for. And that old clock on the wall is creeping around at that time. And said, that old clock on the wall says, time now for commercial. One of them Japanese car companies, I guess. Well, how much does this new car cost? All right, including whitewalls? Oh, 
Uh, tinted glass? Reclining buckets? Disc brakes? Well, how about electric rear window? The true cost of a new car is what you pay for it the way you want it, not stripped. The Datsun 610 Luxury Economy Car comes with all those extras standard. Things other cars charge extra for. Plus, full carpeting, electric clock, center console box, and lots more. The Datsun 610 delivers great gas mileage, low maintenance, and high resale value, too. Take a test drive in the Datsun 610 four-door sedan, two-door hardtop, and five-door wagon. Compare costs, true costs. You'll discover the Datsun 610 is a bigger bargain than you thought. Yeah, yeah, folks, you go and see a local New York, New Jersey, or Fairfield County Datsun deal and help send a kid to camp. Get one of them little buggers, get out of town for a while. That's New York, New Jersey, or Fairfield County Datsun dealer. They pronounce it Datsun in the big city, but we know better than that, don't we? Down here in Lexington. But, uh... <laughs> well, now, you, you understand that, that uh, it, it, it's very painful for me to listen to Big Wilson doing country-western music. It's very painful. That's like Ben Grower trying to do the Demolition Derby. You know, it just doesn't quite come off. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, speaking of Demolition Derbies, uh, for those of you who have been writing in and asking, uh, the tickets are now on sale for our big show Saturday night. Uh, it's going to be Saturday night, the 14th of uh, September. I'm going to be at Carnegie Hall one one night a week, or rather one night a year. I have a paper here. I don't know what I did with it. I'll find it later on when I'm off the air, of course. But one night, one night, one night a year, we do a big live show here in uh, New York City. And anyone who's seen any one of these shows knows they don't bear much relationship to the radio show, right? Would you say that, Dave? And uh, we'll be at, uh, at Carnegie Hall. Boy, that's a that's a thrill, you know. We'll be at Carnegie Hall Saturday, the 14th of September, and the tickets are on sale now at the box office. By the way, don't write to the station here. They have nothing to do with it. And uh, you can you can call there. The number is Circle 7-7459 and ask them about ticket information. How about a general tire now, huh? Yeah, it's inevitable, friends. Uh, this is my favorite commercial. I'd love to sing this one someday alone. Yeah, someday you'll own. Sooner or later you'll own the generals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ho, oh, oh. Sooner or later. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. uh, we have General Tires Super Pre-Labor Day Tire Sale, which is now on. And if uh, you'd like to buy a pre-Labor Day tire, they've got them down there. Yeah, they're, they're going to be different after Labor Day, so you might as well get the pre-Labor Day tires. They're really much better, much rounder. They'll bounce better. And uh, more than that, you'll save money on it. Uh, don't ask me how you'll save money by buying tires, but you will. In New Rochelle, see Big John Sandaleon or Bill Boyle at General Tire Service. There's those two little guys. Staying here next to this gas pump there. Sooner or later, your own generals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this Abrams thing? Oh, yes, it says time for the following political announcement was paid by the Robert Abrams for Attorney General Committee, Incorporated, Inc. Can anything be done by state government about inflation and high prices? I think so. I'm Robert Abrams, running for the office of State Attorney General. The Attorney General can attack the high cost of living in the area of price fixing. That's where large companies get together to keep prices high. I'll bring the full force of the law 
against any companies that engage in this practice. That's why this is paid for by the Robert Abrams for Attorney General Committee Incorporated. Ethan Ghetto Treasurer. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you a story. All right, it's got a tag here. And the tag said, no, I've already done the tag. That's right. I'll tell you one of the funniest things that ever happened to me, though, in the country western music show, uh, that whole world, uh, was one time I was, I was uh, doing this television show, see, and uh, it was out in the Midwest, and uh, uh, it was a country western show, right? And it was a remote. We did this remote from this, from this bar, and uh, there I was. I was doing it all, of course. I was playing the bass and singing and operating the bay, the board, and the fader, and I was, I was, I was the engineer and everything on it. See, so, and it was a big television station. So I don't think it was a little 250 watt. It was a biggie, and uh, it was just cheap. That's all. <laughs> so I'm out there one day in the middle of the show. <laughs> I got my cowboy hat on, and uh, every once in a while I'd get up and I'd sing a song or I'd play the bass, you know. And, and uh, there was this guy named Red who was the star of this show. And uh, I won't give you his license. His name is Red. And Big Red there, he had this, he had this great big cowboy hat on. And uh, he had one of these shirts, you know, the very fancy shirt with the sequins all over the front. It had, had green cactus sequins on it, you know. Oh, yeah. And he'd, he'd get up there and play. He'd play the guitar. Well, and sing. And, and, and he was with this girl all the time. And she would sing with him, too, you know, like uh, Porter and Dolly, that kind of thing. See, and they're singing away. And one day, we're, we're singing, there's a crowd out there watching. The, and we did the show, by the way, from the window of this place. It was a remote. We did it from the window of like a, like a well, it was a, it was a kind of a, uh, a second-rate clothing store is where we did it, see. <laughs> yeah, they sold these pick-em-off-the-gas-pipe rack-type suits. Yeah, the suits were okay as long as you didn't go out in the rain. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd find yourself all of a sudden wearing a set of Bermuda shorts real quick. But uh, nevertheless, we're out there doing the show one day, and a thousand people gathered out there. And all of a sudden, a guy, a guy comes up, taps me on the shoulder. He said, "Hey, buddy," and I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Turn around here, look at me, buddy." And I said, "Okay, don't don't bother me. I'm doing a television show." He says, "Well, well, turn around here." He said, "I got something I want to show you." And I turned around, and he, he just takes his coat, and he just bends it back like that, and he's got a great big silver badge that says County Sheriff. And I said, uh, what can I do for you, sir? He said, well, this guy here that's on, on the television right now. I said, yeah. He said, well, is his name Red? And I said, yes, it is. It is Red. I've just been saying it on the television. He said, well, that's what I thought. He said, I have a warrant here for his arrest. And I said, well, can't you wait till after the show? He says, listen, I ain't going to keep the chief waiting any longer. He said, I, he said, I got to pick him up now or forget it. He says, I'm going to cause trouble. I said, okay. So Red sat down. He finished the Red River Valley, and he sat down, and the guy just grabbed him by the shoulder and marched him right out. He and his girlfriend, and they put him in a paddy wagon, and there I was left with no talent. That's the first time, probably the only time, that a talent that I know of on television had been arrested right in the middle of his big hit record. Taken right out, thrown in a can, I never saw him again. <laughs> I don't know what they picked him up for, but it was pretty good. Who knows? I'll never forget one night out at the Shelbyville County Fair. I'm with this guy. We're standing up there on the platform, and he's selling autographed pictures of himself sitting on top of a pinto pony playing an accordion, which everybody would, should have one of them. This picture of, uh, you're curious about what his name was, huh? Well, his name was Snake River Stan. 
and Snake River, he was big, he was big out there, and Snake River was selling pictures of snakes sitting on top of a pinto pony playing an accordion, and he was selling them for $1 a piece, and he sold over 7000 that day at the Shelbyville County Fair, and he's got the dollar bills in gunny sacks, uh, yeah, all piled up back at a stand there, and we're just taking them dollar bills and throwing them in the gunny sacks. When all of a sudden out of the crowd comes Snake River Stan's first wife. It seems that he's $7,000 behind in his alimony. She just grabbed them gunny sacks and run through the crowd yelling and hollering, and Snake River took out after. It was one hell of an afternoon out there at the fair. <laughs> Now, you just know Big Wilson doesn't have stories like that. <laughs> and it is the real thing. I'll never forget coming back from, from another county fair job with another big famous star, by the way, who's now out in Hollywood, a big recording star. And we're riding halfway back from Lexington 190. He turns to me and says, he says, you know, I, I think I should have told you before we started. And I said, what? He said, well, this, this is a stolen car. I said, stolen car? Who stole it? He said, me. I said, you mean to tell me you stole this also beast? Yeah, I figured if you get us to Cincinnati, I could drop it off on the street corner there. <laughs> Woo, this is WOR New York. You stay tuned for John Scott. The President and the Former President, Gerald Ford's first White House news conference. Important decisions coming up for the Middle East. New York State Democrats back in their familiar role, battling again. And a further way for Americans to help control inflation, a feature interview with former FBI man and security consultant Roy McPoland. It's 73 degrees in Midtown. The man says warm and humid with occasional showers and thunderstorms likely to continue tonight, tomorrow, and tomorrow night. The rain may get heavy at times as it was earlier. This is John Scott for John Wingate with a...